1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. (laughs) Back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer show on Facebook and Truth Social. And of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, consumer prices rose 8.5% over the 12-month period ending in March, the highest in four decades, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And in response, Joe Biden wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday, calling inflation his, quote, top economic priority. Well, that'll fix everything. And he outlined a three-pronged plan to fix the problem but will his plan actually accomplish anything? Joining us now to answer that question is former Trump economic advisor Stephen Moore. He serves as senior economic contributor for Freedom Works. Stephen, uh, thank you for taking time to join us tonight. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. John, good to
1: be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, <laughs> wow, it, an op-ed. That's that's. Uh, that that's sure going to solve everything uh, he he wrote an uh, an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal about time he did something right steve
1: <laughs> well i think the question is a, a number one did he did he actually write the piece and i think everyone knows the answer to that no yeah. but then the other question is was whether he actually read the piece <laughs> i think that's probably doubtful too and and then the other the third question is whether there were any fact checkers because that that piece is so riddled with Almost from the first sentence to the last sentence, it's just all sorts of, you know, uh, half truths and and uh, and uh, you know, what's the old thing? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. But um, there's no real plan. I think that one of the reasons the market really, the stock market has reacted so negatively. To what Biden's been saying over the last few weeks is because he's just doubling down on policies that are going to make the crisis worse: more, higher taxes, more price controls, more uh, green energy subsidies. These are not going to solve the inflation problem. The reason we have an inflation problem is very simple: we're spending and borrowing trillions of dollars, too much money in Washington. I think most common sense Americans understand that, but nobody in the White House seems to. And, and in fact, uh, Biden wants to do this; still wants to do this Build Back Better bill. Can you imagine how bad? inflation would be if we passed that
0: four trillion dollars spending bill so let's look at this uh this three-tiered plan of his uh Uh the the first part of his plan is to quote trust the fed but uh, i mean even that this week former fed director and and treasury secretary janet yellen said on tuesday she was wrong she finally admitted that she was wrong uh i mean wow we're gonna trust the fed that's that that's a great way to start your plan. Trust the Fed. Yeah,
1: especially because the why why would anyone trust the Fed? The Fed, the <laughs> Fed is the, responsible for keeping prices stable, and they allowed the inflation rate to go to eight and a half percent. And by the way, I have to tell you, when I talk to people around the country, you know, I've been traveling a lot, and people will come up to me and say, "Steve, stop saying that inflation's eight to eight and a half percent." The real inflation rate that a lot of families are facing is 15 to 20 percent because they're paying, you know, 60 percent more for gas, 30 percent more for food. You know, uh, your home heating bills and your electricity bills are up by 30, 40 percent. And people say, my inflation is up, you know, I had one person said, my inflation is up 30 percent. So right. people, when you look at the essentials that people have to buy, yeah, computer costs are down, but I don't think that's what people are buying right now. I think they need to fill up their tank. And, and incidentally, did you see the story? that there's a, a couple of service stations on the west coast that are adding adding another digital digit to their uh prices on the pump uh, so they can get ready for $10 a gallon gasoline. Oh,
0: Jamie, Chris. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but but he I mean that that's why I don't buy it when he says that the inflation is his top economic priority because his plan, this three-tier plan, it, it it makes no sense. I mean, the second part of his plan is to call for lower commodity prices Steve, what what can the government really do to lower commodity prices? It's not like the government can just all of a sudden, unless he wants to try and institute mandatory price reductions. I mean, what can he really do? No, in fact,
1: look, here's the thing. I mean, I want to be crystal clear about this. When Joe Biden says, I'm doing everything I can to lower gas prices, no, he's not. No, he's not. In fact, almost everything that this administration has done from their first Act was to make gasoline more expensive by not building pipelines and the infrastructure that we need for this country to to have cheap gas. So this was orchestrated. They probably want ten dollars a gallon gas because then people can't afford to buy it, and we can save the planet.
0: Right. Right. Yes. No. Exactly. And uh, and you mentioned it earlier. You, you you mentioned Build Back Better. The third part of his plan is to reduce quote unquote reduce the national deficit. But then he wants to continue spending. He wants to pass bill back broke. And that's just more spending. So how can you say you want to lower the national deficit, but you want to spend more money?
1: Well, look, first of all, it's, it's almost laughable that Joe Biden is talking about how he's some kind of great fiscal conservative. <laughs> he's bringing down the budget deficit. I mean, in his first year in office, he spent three trillion dollars. That No president in modern times or ever in history of the United States has spent more money in their first year in office than Joe Biden. And so um, the idea that he's, he's doing everything he can to bring down deficit spending is obviously false. Now, it is true that deficit is falling, but guess why that is? Because COVID is over and all the government programs that we needed to deal with COVID, the trillions of dollars that were spent were not necessary, but we're still running a trillion dollar deficit. Does that sound like it's a fiscally conservative agenda?
0: No, obviously. <laughs> so do you believe him when he says that, you know, inflation is his, quote, top economic priority?
1: That, well, I don't Well, He, he also says that bringing down gas prices is Do <laughs> <priorities. laughs> okay. you think he believes that? <laughs> so, uh, listen, I mean, here's the point. When they say bring down the deficit, what they mean is raise taxes what i'm talking about and i think what most americans like to see is is why don't you cut some government spending we saw just a couple weeks ago the new york times which is hardly a conservative newspaper maybe the most liberal newspaper in the country found 146 billion not 146 million 146 billion dollars of fraud in the unemployment benefit program 146 Billion dollars, so and nobody does a dang thing about it. Nobody does. That's like the cost of doing business in Washington. They had a fraud rate of almost twenty percent. By the way, a lot of the fraudsters live in Africa. They don't even live in the United States. So my point is, why don't we start cutting some of the government spending? And why don't we audit how this spending
0: where is going? We're uh, we're talking with former Trump economic advisor and Fox News contributor Stephen Moore. Uh, Steve, you know Biden has has blamed inflation well i mean it it's actually easier to say who he hasn't blamed the inflation on than it is to say who he has blamed it on but most recently <laughs> he's blaming it on you know and spiking gas prices for that matter on russia and and putin um is there any validity to that and do you think anybody's buying that this is all putin's fault
1: well let me first address the first part of that po- that question about you know Uh, Is it all Biden's fault that we have this runaway spending? No, the Republicans are bad on spending too. I mean, we had a bill last week. Where my good friend Rand Paul of, of uh, Kentucky, the senator, um, had, a, had a, an amendment to that $40 billion Ukraine bill, because everybody wants to help the freedom fighters in Ukraine, saying, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we cut other government spending rather than raise the debt to pay for the $40 billion? And even the Republicans voted against it. So I'm not here to tell you Republicans are some kind of fiscal saints either. The politicians love to play Santa Claus and spend and spend and spend. And so what was the second part of your question? Well, um, whether
0: or not about? people are going to buy that this is truly, you know, Putin's gas hike is the Putin Putin thing. Right.
1: So is Putin partly responsible for high gas prices? Certainly. Yes, absolutely. But 70 percent of the increase in gas prices happened before he went into. And and incidentally, I mean, look, again, I'm biased. I work for Trump. But do you really think that Putin would have invaded Ukraine if Donald Trump were still president? I don't.
0: No, yeah, you're absolutely right Uh, that clearly I think there's a lot of this that that was going on well before he invaded Ukraine. And I think this is just the scapegoat that they're looking to as if. Well, the reason I want to explain what I mean, we
1: are paying a high price for the catastrophe of Afghanistan. I mean, basically, Biden made America look weak and feckless through the uh, through our evacuation of Afghanistan. And look, Putin, everybody saw including Putin, that America looked weak and and, and not uh, a strong country, as Ronald Reagan used to say, weakness is provocative. And I think that's what sparked the... Do you think it's only coincidence just a few months after that happened, he marched into the Ukraine?
0: I don't. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about, Stephen, I saw, and I think, again, this was one of your tweets that I, I got this from, but uh, Biden wants more spending. Uh, big surprise on green energy, mm-hmm. infrastructure spending. I mean, we just passed the one point one trillion dollar you know public works bill, and on I saw one million new housing units. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, now the government wants to be the nation's largest landlord. What what, what is this? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. What is this? I mean, are we a socialist country now where the government owns the housing and they own, it, own the infrastructure of the country? I mean, that's a really bad idea. And so uh, and by the way, the housing is going to be more of a problem now, because if you look to what's happened to mortgage rates, they're going up again because of the high inflation. and And that means it's going to be harder for young people to buy homes and the rental prices are going to go up, too.
0: It's just, you know, he talks, it's like he's not listening to himself, because at the beginning of this whole thing, and in his own op-ed, he talks about focusing on inflation as his number one and the deficit, number Mm -hmm. one priority, and yet I want to spend more money, which is so counterintuitive to lowering the deficit.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what's really, I think, disturbing to me, because I've been in this game a long time. I've been in Washington in the swamp for 35 years. So I've seen, you know, everybody from Ronald Reagan to Barack Obama to Jimmy Carter to, you know, to uh, now uh, the Bushes and and Trump. And and what's really interesting is that, you know, when you've had presidents like Bill Clinton's first two years in office were very bad, very much like Biden's first two years in office. But then Clinton. You know, very strategically and shrewdly, remember, he triangulated and he moved to the middle and started negotiating with Republicans. And, and by the way, we actually had balanced budgets. Right. We had a, a very prosperous time. My problem right now is that Joe Biden's left wing progressive ideas, he's not moving away from them with this. What he did in this Wall Street Journal article was he doubled
0: down. He said, we're going to do more of it. Full
1: speed ahead. Yeah, and the it, train is headed to going over the cliff faster, faster.
0: Yeah, he he decided to put just throw more coal. It's just great. Exactly. I mean. No, they don't use coal. They don't use coal. That's
1: right. That's right. There, <laughs> it's a solar. It's a solar train.
0: More more green energy in that train, uh, Stephen. If if folks want to follow you, I follow you on Twitter. It's a great Twitter feed. It's at Stephen Moore, and they can find you online at freedomworks.org, Correct.
1: Right, yeah, And if people, most importantly, if they'd like to get our what we call our very popular, uh, what we call our prosperity hotline, which comes out five mornings a week. I hope you're getting it. If I do. You're not, yeah, give me your email. But it's free. Unlike the Build Back Better bill, it really costs <laughs> nothing. Committee to Unleash Prosperity is the website. Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And just click the button and say, I want the hotline. And uh, give us your email, and you'll get it five mornings a week.
0: That's great, Stephen. Thank you again for joining us this evening. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, brother. Carry on the fight, my friend. Right back to you, my friend. Take care. We'll be taking your calls at 745, but coming up after the break, we'll continue our candidate conversations with Webster Roth, who is running for the District 79 House seat, currently held by Representative Cheryl Helmer. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout out another restriction supply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.